she talks. This is Kiss and Tell Radio. Hey guys, here we are with another episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. I'm Jace. And I'm Shar Keisha. Oh no. So we were just on this new app. I don't know if it's newer. Well, maybe I'm just old. I was to about the to whole say you're scene. a little dated. I'm a little old. It's I'm... not that new. You all know what Periscope is. Yeah, mm-hmm. apparently it's like live streaming or something. Pierre had me on that at the AIDS walk and people were like putting hearts and whatever. People are kind of nasty on that app and rude. So nasty and so rude. They can because they kept calling me Sharkeisha. <laughs> but I Sharkeisha, love Sharkeisha no! I love Periscope. My Periscope name is the same as Twitter. Char says so. Join the fun. You guys are always, it's always such a pleasure. Yeah, I can't do any extra. Like, my Snapchat, my Snapchat kills my phone. Like, I go on Snapchat and it dies <laughs> in about five minutes. My poor iPhone 5 can't take it. Yeah, per- listen, Periscope, we got the same phone, don't we? I'm, no, mine's a 5. I got the 5 is. So you get to open yours with your thumb. Mine, you have to push the button. That Ooh. spins around as well. It's like Lazy Susan. Good Lord, Jace. Good Lord. Yeah, just pray for me. We're going through it. Um, How was your week? um, It was good. I've been traveling. You know, I I told um, Charles today, she actually picked me up from uh, the flyaway in Van Nuys. Mm -hmm. I've been in seven different states for the past four days. Um, We actually did a quick thing in the depths of Virginia, the underbellies of Virginia at a school called... uh, how something with an H, but um, we talked to the girls there. It was all girls school, um, and it was kind of funny because I actually opened up my Jack profile out there, and people knew who I was. Really? Right. And like my friends joked that I'm like I'm famous, but I was like, oh yeah, whatever. Ooh. But like some people were like, oh my god, like I read your blog like a couple wow. of months ago or a couple of years ago, and it's crazy that you're here. And some other guy like actually like saw me in New York one time. So mm. I thought that was kind of like I'm literally in this nowhere town. Like just keep it was three and a half hours away from DC, okay. like almost to North Carolina. So it was kind of different. It was kind of interesting, and it was kind of great that my voice is being heard mm-hmm. even in the the places where people are not. And that's kind of weird too, because like the profiles were like actual dating profiles on Jack. Yeah, well, like, the smaller the town, the more intimate mm-hmm. the profile, I guess. They saved the Freaknik po- profiles for aliases. Mm-hmm. There was one Freaknik one. This guy was like, hey, um, you can play with my butt if you let me spend the night. And oh, like, that sounds oh, like so festive homosexual activity. Right. I'm like, are you just homeless selling your booty for rent? Sure. So, yeah, that's kind of where I would... Oh, I saw the Lady Gaga. You did? Yeah. Her Born This Way Foundation event was at Yale this past Sunday. And so, actually, I had an interesting conversation with her about anxiety. Um, but yeah, she's super dope. She's a normal-ass person, which I don't know why I was She seems like her. she is. Like, she was super chill. It's funny that you had a conversation with Gaga, because I had a conversation with Jennifer Lewis. Amen. At Sisters. The actress. With Divas. Divas Simply Singing. Mm -hmm. Well, last weekend I was at my best friend's wedding. Congratulations. You know, shout out to Shay and Javon again because that was just, it was all that I needed. Mm -hmm. It was literally like the best man holiday minus the cancer and death. It just was full of black girl magic. It was just... I saw your all-white party that she went to. It was, that was the Bachelorette festivities. Mm -hmm. All of the pictures are on Instagram, y'all, but... It was just such a, a loving event, and it was so nice to reconnect with all of my friends from college, and I just, I was there Thursday through Monday, but I swear to God, it only felt like I was there for a day and a half, because that's, you know, when you get wrapped up in fun, you can't really pay attention to the schedule, 
So shout out to them. That was fantastic. And then uh, two nights ago, I went to Diva Simply Singing. That mm-hmm. is Cheryl Lee Ralph. Y'all know D from Moesha. Right. Uh, this was the 25th uh, one. So this was a big one. And everybody performed. We had Shanice, who did a fantastic job. Jordan Sparks, Cheryl Lee Ralph, Loretta Devine, Jennifer... Reby motherfucking Jackson. Janet and uh, Michael's sister, the older, Performed? the eldest. Yes. If you can remember back in the 80s, she had a number one song called Centipede. It's like a disco record. And she said that this was her first time performing in like three years. She just lost her husband. They were married for 22 lost, years. Lost, like divorced or like passed He passed. Away. He had Ooh. cancer. And they were married for 22 years. And this was her first time in three years doing something. I was so proud of her. She's still so pretty. She has like that... Uh, she has a Jackson-like quality, like if they would have never touched like the their eyes. faces. No, because the only thing that Reby got done, it looks like, is her nose. But mm-hmm. she got like the first. But Michael. not like Jacksons have those, those eyes. Yeah, she had very distinct features. What I'm saying is, she looks like what everybody else looked like if they wouldn't have been chopping and slicing mm. and dicing their faces and Got fillers it. and stuff. Got it. So she looks just like Catherine with a little bit of Joe. And I was like, wow, I never saw Michael and I have yet to see Janet. But look at Reeve up here performing Centipede. Mm-hmm. So that was just a great event. And Music like, royalty. Like I said, I bumped into Jennifer Lewis. I went to the bathroom. I told this story on Char Says So. Went to the bathroom on the way back. I bumped into Jennifer Lewis and she pulled me to the side. I didn't pull her to the side. And we had a, had a very candid, off-the-record unfiltered, profanity-laced conversation. That's the best way I'm going to put it. Profanity-laced? Profanity-laced. Like sexually or just like cuss words? Cuss words. Oh, absolutely. And the conversation, the only thing is the conversation is staying between Jennifer and I because we were talking about a celebrity and one of (laughs) and during a good piece of it and uh, Jennifer Lewis is everything that you all imagine her to be. She is crazy, but I say that in the best way possible. I just love her. Like Mm -hmm. meeting her and interacting with her Mm -hmm. for those five minutes just makes me stand for her even harder so that was my two weeks that's good it's been a busy like time in Mm -hmm. both of our lives like it's progressing and like 2016 is gonna be the shit but we're still closing out 2015 and it's right around the corner oh yeah it's here like we got two more months left and um which is gonna feel like two weeks I mean, I don't even know what today is or where I'm at, what state I'm in. So, I don't know. But did you see... Hold on. Backtracking. Did you see that picture of, that Amber Rose posted of Wiz Khalifa? No. Put them together? Oh, yeah, I did. Right after the slut walk. Right. So, that thought... I thought about Kiss and Talk episode one when we talked about, you know, monogamy. Mm-hmm. And if... Are we socialized to believe that monogamy, the monogamy is the only way to go and does love conquer all? Uh-huh. And so, I mean, obviously we said that Amber Rose and Wiz loved each other, mm-hmm. regardless of what type of infidelity he may have partaken in mm-hmm. and supped in. But infidelity hurts. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, here she is with him again. Is she his estranged wife or are they divorced? I think they're still together. Okay. Like, I don't think they got divorced. I think they're, like, separated. Exactly. I don't know. Um... So I thought that was very interesting. But speaking of that, um, Chloe and Lamar. So Lamar had a little bit of a mishap in Las Vegas this past Where he um, almost met his maker two right. weeks ago. It happened two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah, in Las Vegas. So he basically went on a... <laughs> People are screaming in the background. They don't really know <laughs> it wouldn't happening. be kiss and tell if there weren't uh, glitches and emergencies. Mm-hmm. They happen. <laughs> Y'all know how we get down. Don't act brand new. Right. Remember last time the fire alarm went off? Yes, yes. That was like episode, what, three or four? That was like two, I want to say. Was it? It was the second or the third. I don't know. There's it's always something going on in our lives. Um, but yeah, so basically, 
um, Chloe, Chris, the whole and Kardashian Kim. crew. Yeah. Kim. Well, what happened was is Lamar was found face down at the Bunny Ranch. At a broth and, house. Brothel. Right. The Bunny Ranch, which is famous. Dennis Hoff owns it. It's on the outskirts of Vegas. And, uh, and if you've been to Vegas, outskirts of Vegas is nothing good. Literally, but desert. Like mm-hmm. that's. Do you know how many bodies are probably out there? Right. Vegas is a strip. And everything outside of that is like prostitutes, mm-hmm. dirt, and cocaine. And meth. And meth. But anywho, um, initially they were saying that he was like, they didn't know, we didn't know his state. I honestly thought we were going to lose him, honestly. And they were saying it was a result of popping 10 herbal Viagras, like those 10, you know, like off the market Viagras. But then mm-hmm. it later surfaced, oh, by the way, Chloe, Kim, and Chris dropped everything and flew to be by his side, as and did- And flew in the mother of his son. They didn't fly, they flew them in? Yes. I didn't know that the Kardashians bought those plane tickets. Yes, Chloe's, the media said that they um, flew I them in. I didn't read that report, Jace. I read it, that's what they well, said. Well, yeah, Lisa Morales and the two kids came in. Lisa Morales is um, Lamar's ex-wife, and uh, yeah, so he's been in the hospital, and luckily he's gonna be okay. The only thing is he has about a year and a half of rehab, and he is on six hours of dialysis a day, and he needs probably new kidneys. And uh, it surfaced <laughs> that all of this stuff was in his system, like cocaine, and yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Crazy, crazy. And I didn't appreciate mm-hmm. people blaming the Kardashians because Lamar, if anybody really, really keeps up with pop culture, then you know that Lamar has an extensive history within his family and himself mm-hmm. of and his inner circle of substance abuse. Well, I mean, so his it's dad not was fair. on the show, on the Kardashian show one time, and he was completely out mm-hmm. of it. His, he, Lamar lost his mom at 12. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she uh, died. And keep in mind, he lost two best friends this summer due to substance abuse, one of which was on the show for both seasons, Jamie. Jamie died of an overdose this past summer. So Lamar was constantly surrounded by this, and it's just not fair to blame the Kardashians. I actually saw a post that said, um, if you date the Kardashians, you're cursed. And like, for me... And they were calling them Black Widows and stuff. I think I might have seen the same one. Uh, Okay, first of all, first of all... Okay, if you want to look at the history, Reggie Bush, he is doing fine. Mm -hmm. He is married. Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon is thriving. He married Mariah Carey, a legend. Ray J. Got divorced. And Ray J. Remember Kim and Ray J. I remember Kim and Ray J, but what is his... I'm saying nothing happened to him. His career won popping since the song with Lil' Kim. What song 15 years ago, uh... I just I remember hit it, her I verse. Hit it, I hit no, it, I hit it. It was 15 years ago. She had a song. He had a song with Lil Kim. I just remember her verse. Oh, it's Lil Kim. Lil Kim. I'm thinking um, the one, that, the video that he had about Kim Kardashian. No, where he, he had, had a, the Kim lookalike on the um, the private jet. Yes, I'm talking about a song with Lil Kim. Oh yeah, um, I'm saying his career hasn't been popping. Oh, what is the name of that, that song? song? Yeah, no, but I mean, like Ray J was always Brian's little brother. Just like always, be honest. But um, I mean, I don't think that's a good example. But I'm just saying he he was not cursed. That's the point I'm trying to make. I don't think Ray J's cursed because Ray J's career or lack thereof has been the same since it's, before Kim. It's, it's, it's since before Kim. Kim yeah, didn't do it's, that. It's plateaued. Kim didn't do that. Yeah, no, Kim no no for sure I'm not blaming that, but I mean who else? Like Nick Cannon, he married Mariah Carey, has two beautiful kids. Reggie uh, Bush married his Kim lookalike and got Kim his daughter. Got his baby. And then Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys, but I mean, let's he be won honest, nobody just like Ray J. But he was a man child before um, that even happened. So you can't even blame Kim for that. And then, I mean, Scott, I mean, he has his own personal issues. Scott had issues before Courtney. Mm hmm. 
So. Just like Lamar had issues before Chloe. So y'all can save all of that criticism. I know as a culture, we love to hate the Kardashians and we love to blame and finger point to whoever is standing within a five mile radius. But this particular Lamar incident is has nothing to do with uh, Chris and the girls. Right. So. And did you also hear that from TMZ that said that they're removing their divorce or... Yeah, yeah, the divorce is off the... Which confused me because I reported the same week that Blake Shelton and Miranda Lambert got their divorce that Chloe and Lamar's divorce was finalized. But that's how the media reported it. It just was Lamar signed on the dotted line. For it to be finalized, like the papers were sitting on a stack on like the judge's mm-hmm. desk and the judge was going to get to them around, you know, Thanksgiving, I guess. And uh, yeah, Lamar was up and signed those papers and there you go. People are blaming Chloe, thinking that the Kardashians have something to do with that. Right. But keep in mind that Lamar is up and alert and signed his name on that damn dotted line. I don't see a Kardashian evil do you think that they're motive last? behind this. I do, only because as an avid watcher of the show, I do firmly believe that Chloe does love Lamar. Absolutely. As I do think that Lamar loves Chloe. And uh, as far as them lasting, mm, They'd love each other. I don't know if they're going to last. But does though, love cause... conquer all in their situation in particular? Um, it might. Because they held okay. off. And the only reason why I say it might is because they held off. They were having their problems. Chloe waited, 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 waited to file for the divorce. And mm-hmm. she did in December 2013. They were married for five years, blissfully. Right. She did in t- December 2013, and Lamar refused to sign the papers. They just got him to sign them. And I just don't know. It's up to Lamar. That's what I'm going to say. It's up to Lamar. If he stays clean... I think clean... it's up to Chloe because Lamar, like the, what they're saying is that because the episode that aired on Sunday is a reason what triggered... And I don't believe that. Because Lamar that. was... Did you see the episode on, on that last Sunday? I didn't, but I did see... The thing is that he was not painted in a bad light. Lamar wasn't even a damn storyline. The thing is Chloe was texting Lamar and Kim was criticizing her for like, why oh, are I, you... I actually did see that Why episode, are you texting where Lamar? Where she like walked outside? Uh-huh. Oh, I just, oh that's the episode? That's the episode, about? yeah. Because they only did four episodes. This uh, to, right. It was to promote Dash Dolls. Uh-huh. Keeping Up With The Kardashians was the lead into Dash Dolls. So they only gave us four episodes. I don't think it's a bad lie. But I, def- I definitely think that I don't think it set needs- him off. I don't think it set him off. But I definitely think that he needs to not necessarily be in the spotlight that much. Because I did see another video of him going off on the paparazzi. Yes. About TMZ. how he cannot live his life because people are always judging mm-hmm, him. And mm-hmm. da, da, da. So like, well, that's because of the substance abuse. It's not because of Chloe, I don't think. I, I think being know, with Chloe boosted being his career. being with Chloe... Boosted his career, but he's always going to be in the light. Like, Rob, where's Rob? That is true. He is always going to be in the light. But that's what... Con- he knew that prior to even proposing know, to this girl. I know, but can he handle that now? That's no, the question. No, because he so needs I'm to saying, be in rehab. as long as Kim Car... Not Kim. Chloe Kardashian is going to be in the limelight. And that as her husband or her spouse or her whatever the case they want to be... He's gonna be in that spotlight. People are gonna well, whether focus he wants to or not, the thing—the fact of the matter is, whether Lamar and Chloe salvaged their marriage or not, from this point out, he was gonna be in the limelight because the media is obsessed with his recovery. So, whether he was with the Kardashian or not, there's still gonna be paparazzi pictures taken of him at the Starbucks because the media right now he's a hot topic and the people are obsessed with his recovery. But he's and a hot he's topic because he's, he's Chloe Kardashian's like husband. Right, but I'm saying even if they went through with the divorce, I still think he would be followed. Because he was Khloe Kardashian's husband. Because and he had a near death experience. Right, but like so if that's, he, not, that's what I'm if saying. He was you never can't married win. to Khloe Kardashian. You can't. I'm win not for blaming losing. her for anything, but I'm saying like I don't think that he the longevity of the relationship depends, like you said, on him. But I don't think he's able to mentally handle the criticism from the general public with his issues. 
there's people on coke every single day. Like, we live in Los Angeles. People do coke in fucking WeHo in the bathrooms of the Abbey. Like, but it's what I'm saying, new. Jace, is that you can't win for losing. Whether he mm-hmm. would have salvaged his relationship with Chloe or not, these next few months, he is going to be followed. Oh, he is. So that's what I'm saying. So what okay, is this? But I'm saying the longevity of their relationship. Are they, are longevity they of their relationship that, like I said, that I don't know. I don't think that he should, that he is ready for the spotlight, but that's out of his control. Because you're, you're married to a Kardashian. He's, ready to, he's not ready at all. You're married to a Kardashian. You know what comes with that. You know, but I don't, but at the same time, like, I don't think he's ready or he never will be ready. But I mean, more that's power That's a grown to ass you. man. He is, but guess who what? Who signed that paper? Who consciously signed that damn paper? Mm-hmm, but fame will eat you alive um but best of luck to you lamar as well as chloe on a speedy recovery health wise romantically as well i hope that love conquers all and lamar you get your shit together please um so next topic so whoopi goldberg and the view i still like the view you still like the view and i i don't watch the view i just watch the clips of fuckery that ends up on my timeline um, I just watched the episode today. Today was Paula Ferris's 40th birthday. Happy birthday, Paula. <laughs> um, so, you think we're going to talk about Raven, but actually we're talking about Whoopi today. So, Whoopi on The View said, if someone tells you you complete me, you need to run for the hills. Shar, how do you feel about that? I, I 100% agree. You do? I do. Okay, why? I do because... Um, the way that I see it is the way that Whoopi sees it. If you're incomplete, when you, if you depend on me to complete you, then I don't know if I want anything to do with you because what's in it for me, what's in it for me. If I complete you, what can I pick off? Like, how are you going? Like, we can't complete each other. That defies the, the, like something's going to have to balance out. And there's always someone who loves harder than the next. There's always someone who needs more than the next. So how will I find my balance? How will I get my back scratched? I would prefer a man to come to me all-encompassing. He doesn't have to have all of his shit together, but all-encompassing, needing me as his as his woman, of course, but not depending, necessarily depending on me to complete, complete him. Okay, so, okay. I understand what you're saying, but for me, that statement is so generalized. Like, Well, the title of the book is generalized. It's not, it doesn't speak to a specific situation. But if someone told me that they complete me, I would probably just say thank you. Because, like, I wouldn't necessarily I would feel too. like... You, but you say you would run for the hills. I didn't say I would run for the hills. I wouldn't say... I said I agree, but I would not run. I wouldn't dump someone. Let me be clear. I would not okay. dump someone. I would not leave someone because they told me that they complete me, that I complete them. But it is... I don't know if that's necessarily a It would be like a, be a red flag. Not necessarily a red flag. It'd be something for me to sit and think about because it's not necessarily a turn on. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's a little creepy to me. Just a little. I mean, I feel like if you look at it so that's not an endearing. That's not an endearing statement. I'm not looking at it literally. But to me, for a man to tell me I complete him, that is not necessarily an endearing statement. Because I feel like you're not, if, if I complete you, then what do you do for me? They complete you. <laughs> No, that goes against what I just said at the beginning. It doesn't balance out like that. I don't know. If someone told me that I would definitely like, if, if I would, it would depend on the person because I have, I've had people who like told that to me and mm-hmm. I didn't think anything of it, but then if they start acting upon it or they're so dependent on me and validation from myself, 
Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you know, like, you tell your boo, your bae, like, oh, you're cute, or you're attractive, or mm-hmm. you look nice, give them compliments, because that's your job as, like, a man or a woman. As Relationships are work 24-7. They're work. But, like, you should generally feel about that, but being vocal with that is also, like, needed, because, I, I mean, I don't care. Like, Beyonce, I'm sure she's told, be- she's beautiful, she's gorgeous, she's a goddess, yes, queen, mm-hmm. every single day of her life. Yep. But who she cares about is jay mm-hmm. telling her that like she talks about that constantly in her music like you know my man thinks that's so damn fine mm-hmm. so i think that type of validation but as far as completing i mean that's a heavy word it's a heavy like so actually someone told me today that they could handle me at my worst and my best and i was like you spoke way too soon that i feel like that's more heavy than no really to me i feel like that's endearing that's endearing. If you could, if you can handle me at my Britney Spears 2007 and at my Beyonce 2013 surprise album, that's endearing to me. But I don't know this person. Oh, well then, that's a bold statement for them to make. That's what I'm saying. I was like, are you sure? Because... Well, they wouldn't be sure if you don't know them. You don't know me at my worst. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't... I wouldn't take it as a run for the hills situation. I'll probably just say yeah. Thank I wouldn't. You. It wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be that drastic for me. Just run for the hills. Type but I feel thing, like if you but... take it so literally, like you, it's it's the dependent part. Like if you depend on me for your existence, like what if I die? Well, words like, what mean if we things, Jace. Words mean things. But that statement is so generalized. I feel like that's, that's you not... You complete me. You complete me. That's such a generic... I, okay, my follow up question would be like, what the fuck do you mean by that? Not so you like would that. ask. I would. I would. <laughs> I would look. I would like to know. Mm-hmm. Don't because don't be telling me something just to tell. Okay, just because so. it's cheesy and it's in the movies. If you, as my man, tell me, Char, you complete me. Well, baby, what do you mean by that? I need you to elaborate. Okay, so if so, if I were to say that to somebody, which I don't know if I have, maybe I haven't. I definitely have felt ways towards people. Um, but I, for me, if I would say that, it's more of a comfortability like i feel comfortable with you like i feel like then I why could... not say that baby you make me feel so comfortable you know i feel like i can just let my hair down and you know because that's another way of saying it like that's not another way of saying you complete it. i mean like, i feel whole with you like what's wrong with that no you complete me is not saying i feel whole with you you complete me is saying you make well, that's me not whole. how i take it you make me whole i feel whole with you versus you make me whole Th- those are two different things. Those are two different things. I feel whole with you. You make me whole. Those are two totally different sentences. Totally different. Pick them apart. I feel whole with you. With you, Jace, I feel whole. I feel Versus complete. Versus, Jace, you make me whole. Oh, so it's the feeling part versus the actual dependent part. Yes. Well, I mean... Like I said, words mean things. Those are two totally different sentences. If you all agree or disagree, make sure you tweet me and let me know. Let me know. You complete me is, like I said, that deserves a follow-up question. That's where I'm standing on this topic. If a man tells me I complete him, that deserves a follow-up question because I need to know to what degree, to what extent, what do you mean? Don't just be saying, telling me stuff because it's cute and you read it in a script or from the movies or some shit and thought it would be cute to deliver to me. If you write in my birthday card, I love you, baby, you complete me, do not be surprised when I... Hey, baby, what do you, you know, in my birthday card, when you said I complete you, what do you mean? Be clear. 
Oh, and we're in the midst of cuffing season right now. Huh, speak for yourself. <laughs> no, the world is. Whether you celebrate or not, we're in cuffing yes, season. Yes, we Fall are. Has happened, regardless of how hot the fuck it is in this damn room right now. Because, baby, I'm over here rolling my sleeves. I'm in a personal summer. I feel like arm. I'm flashing again. It's a little hot. But um, um, how's cuffing season going? P.S. Cuffing season for me is utter trash. I had one little prospect, and that kind of fell through. We talked about it last so time your day. It we did, but we talked about it more so off air. No, that was before that. You talked about your. I day. talked about it on the show. I don't remember you, that. You talked about your date on the show. My date was bomb, mm-hmm. but the follow up it could have been bomb, but it wasn't, and I just. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I still like him, and I know he still likes me, but there's issues that popped up and I feel like he is trying to treat me like out of sight out of mind if I don't see her then I don't have to think about her if I don't think about her then I don't have to like her so yeah that's where I'm at I'm, I'm used to it to an extent it's not easy dating being a trans woman being a passable quote-unquote because that's subjective but being a passable trans woman or just being a trans woman in general it is not easy out here dating well it's not easy for, easy for anyone but in these particular shoes so it has its own separate it's like its own subcategory yeah. yes and it's just not fun it's not fun the perks are i get nice gifts and nice dinners and shit but when things you know when the rubber meets the road it's just mm, it just never works out <laughs> yeah yeah my cuffing seasons i was trying to be um put myself out there because i told you my friends act like i am like Mm-hmm. Not available, which I kind of am not, to be honest. Um, but I saw this guy at the show maybe like a month and a half ago, and he's been coming to my. He saw me speak at Malls of Pride in Grand Park. Um, he actually came to my sister's show. He, I don't know, we've seen each other. You showed a lot. me his picture. He's handsome, very handsome. Like, and I went up to him because I, I, I'm not bored crazy at all. Like, if you know me, like, I'm not over here running around like, oh my god, my god. like I'm not that person. But I saw him at um, go check out Soul Spot. It's once a month in Los Angeles at King King. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw him there, and we just started talking, and da 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 da. And the reason why he doesn't want to pursue sorry, only pursue a friendship with me mm-hmm. is because we're sexually incompatible. Oh, yes. I remember you telling me about that off air. Yeah. I stayed over here, guys, last time when we finished. Jason oh, yeah. and I had, like, almost like a two-hour conversation mm-hmm. with Penny off air. Yeah, Penny, who is our supervising producer. Because I had some producer. shit to get off my chest. Yes, yeah, shout out to her. She's dope. I think I just heard her laugh. Um, yeah, she's, she's adorable. Um... So yeah, the coffee season, I, I'm going to try to go on a date. This cop in New York has been asking me to like, you know. A cop? Yeah, he's a cop. Oof. Right. Oof. So I think I'm going to go on a date with him. Be I'm careful, gonna... I heard they the craziest. Yo, you know, I haven't been on a date in well over a year. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it was about the same. I went really? on a date when I first got here. Um, I went on a date uh, in July. And then I didn't go on any other dates that I can think of. Not any worth remembering until I went on a date with my Armenian fuckboy. Well, you know, another one bites the dust. Um, so speaking of dating, um, did you watch Love and Hip Hop? Did you watch it weekly? Did um, you see me on I there? Did, That's the question. I did. I did. I saw you on your two seconds My two on seconds, the beach. half a face. I did. On Love um, and Hip Hop. Yeah. It was, you know, it was 
mm, I watched Love and Hip Hop. I watched Out and uh, Out and Hip Hop or whatever, and then I saw Milan. Oh, Out of okay, the special. Out of, yeah, the special. And, and then I saw Milan. I actually saw him in Diva Simply Sing, um, but I saw Milan and Miles on Wendy Williams. Mm-hmm. So that was my Monday last Monday. Yeah. So I actually haven't even seen the episode that I'm actually in, but I got. You haven't seen it yet? No. Nah. You're I in got... it for like two seconds. Oh, I know. I, no, my friend, trust me, I've seen the clip. I've gotten okay. several like tweets, Jack messages, Facebook posts. Okay, like, okay. I've seen me in it, but the actual whole entire episode, I mean, apparently the episode is my, when Miles told the girl, yeah, told Amber, Amber yeah. that he is dating. Um, Mr. Milan mm-hmm. and me and Milan like we've known each other for years. Um, out here, I did not like LA. that scene. Really, why not? I felt like Amber was acting, and I know that you know Love and Hip Hop is up for criticism. But you all do me a favor and go back and rewatch that episode. I didn't see no, not one tear fall, and I felt like it was just bad acting. But I get Mona has to get her coin, and shout out to everybody that's on the show. But I just felt like it was just so. Mm, it just it was blah okay well that demographic that watched this show is primarily they're invested, they're invested but yeah. they're also primarily heterosexual and I mean, primarily you, young and young but do you think that this is something that the community needed especially the black community needed to kind of see or no Mm-mm. no no because i don't see it happening in real life really and um I just what feel like it was there as far like, as like the whole dramatic coming out with the marriage counselor and stuff like that. I just feel like what the hell is going on with this piece of my hair? <laughs> I just feel like it was there for entertainment purposes. But I do like how Mona took the initiative and, and saw that platform for what it was and decided to do that special. It was hosted by TJ Holmes, who's now with ABC. Mm-hmm. And it was actually, it was pretty good. It was pretty, it had Fly Young, Red, Big Frida, Miles Christopher. Um, Big Frida. I, I, I said Miles Christopher. Miles, Miles and Milan. And right. Mean, Miles Milan. and Milan. <laughs> had Miles and Milan. It had Lil Fizz, Ray J. Lil Fizz is on there? Mm-hmm. About and what? Ray J. They were just talking about how they just don't have a problem with gay people in the industry. And one of Run DMC was there. One of the guys was there. It was a decent special. Hmm. Shout that. out to Chernobyl. Yeah, I mean, I just know that like kind of social too. media was kind of painting Miles as DL, um, which he and he is clearly not. And he and was clearly not. Was but then like people get confused about that statement. Like, what is DL? People are like, oh, he's DL. They're like, no, it wasn't DL. He DL just is when you're a... living on the down low. Miles and Amber were not in a relationship on the right. show. They hadn't been in a relationship in years. They both stated that on the show. Mm-hmm. They were like high school sweethearts. They're just good friends. Amber just still liked Miles. Right. And she was holding out a chance on Miles. Right. So I think that it was good that, you know, it separated the DL from the discreet. Because mm-hmm. of the two separate terms, you know, people could necessarily... I, I think DL is more of like a, a conniving... DL is more deceiving. Yeah. Right. Deceiving, conniving, you know not being necessarily vocal about what you're doing. Discreet is more, that's my business. Yeah. So, I mean, good for them. I'm happy that they're, you know, living their life out there. I'm going to try to get Milan um, on here soon. That would be he, fun. He keeps texting me about coming to his um, his Monday night shows at some video. Oh, at Man Cave? Me and Pierre went to one of those a few That's at Man Cave? Uh-huh, his viewing On parties. Ventura? Right by Universal Studios? Yeah. They used to do the Empire there. They still do Empire there. Oh, Empire's on back on. I totally forgot. 
It's on Wednesdays, but he hosts a viewing party. That's where I met Black China. Did you see my Facebook status? She was at one. She sat right next to me. Black China, did you see her new tattoo? <sighs> next topic, please. Right, we'll save that for next episode. I can't, I'm not prepared to unpack that right now. Um, so, let's, actually, I'm going to let you leave this next topic. We're going to talk about, um... Cliff vs. Cosby? Yeah, so we're going to talk about this, um, Ooh. Ebony Magazine. Um, so I'm going to let you leave this, You know, shout, point before I start this, I need to shout out Jamila Lemieux. She is one of my favorite favorite people on Twitter. She's an editor for Ebony Magazine. She started out as a writer. Um, I followed her. I started following her and Michael Arsenault at the same time. Michael! And Michael I love Bianca them both. New York. I love them both. And uh, so Jamila wrote a scathing article. It was a read, a nasty, but it was a journalistic read towards mm-hmm. Raven Simone over that name controversy. Mm-hmm. I just want to shout her out. But anyway, so Ebony Magazine has this controversial cover that seems to have all of black Twitter divided. Um, and it is a picture of the cast of The Cosby Show, and it is like shattered glass. And the main shatterization is over Mr. Cosby's face himself, and the hashtag is Cliff vs. Cosby. And I love that Ebony did this. I know a lot of you all don't, or some of you all don't. I love that they did this because, for one, it's a controversial topic, and it's a very controversial cover. And um, I feel like as a community, Black people, we don't like talking about certain things. We don't like talking about mental illness. We don't like talking about LGBT issues. Everything just kind of swept under the rug to keep this picture perfect black community type. And that's just not the reality of most of our situations. You we sound all have like demons. An I love that. <laughs> because, no, that's that's the voice that I yes. need, you know, it's, protect it's, the community. It's perfect. But um, that's just not a lot of our realities. You know, a lot of us, we deal with addiction, mental illness, and et cetera, et cetera. So I love that they're uh, having this very, very hard conversation about this iconic, you know, figure in American culture and specifically black American culture and shattering uh, the perception of who Mr. Cosby is. And that's why they did Cliff versus Cosby. And I feel like a lot of people who are upset about the cover is because they cannot differentiate Bill Cosby from Heathcliff you know, Huxtable. They're two different people. First of all, the Cosby's was not a reality show. Right. It was a scripted show, okay? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like I said, I feel like that's a bulk of people's issues because mentally, at their mental capacity, um, they may be mixed up because the show was, even though the show followed the Huxtables, the show was named The Cosby Show. And uh, they're having a hard time mentally separating, separating. Bill Cosby right. from Heathcliff Huxtable, which are two different, you know entities and so and it's not taking anything away from the cosby show but i'm so glad that ebony did this what do you think because it's it's a hot button topic right now no i definitely think that that is especially from my own personal testimony as a black gay man raised in the baptist church at castle rock christian fellowship baptist church in san Bernardino, california like i was definitely i couldn't even reconcile with myself and i talked about this um when i did my um speech at pride park basically me not even knowing who I was as a person because who was who I was as a person I was told that I was a sinner or I was this and that and like uh, being Mary Jane is doing a really good job with that as well and Mm -hmm. like tackling a lot of like black issues Mm -hmm. um but I definitely think that they're two separate people like um Cliff and Mr. Cosby and 
you know, when you start talking about it, you know, people mm-hmm. have, especially in the church, like, oh my gosh. And see, that, that's, as a community, we sweep all that mm-hmm. shit under the rug. Right. Church right. issues. Church. I forgot about that, aside from mental and LGBT. Oh, yeah. The black church, church is, is built on secrets. Mm-hmm. So you all can take that however you want to. Right. And we were talking about Beast Light earlier, how he was like trapped and like he was put into a box of like who he's supposed to be because of the church lately and the praise and worship and mm-hmm. albums and that and that until it became too much and now he's running around like Mr. B. Slade like performing in the gay community but he doesn't even have a relationship with God no more and I think that people especially black people he doesn't people, worship God anymore? well he doesn't have a relationship he's not a Christian anymore I should say I didn't know that is he like agnostic or atheist? do you sure. know? I'm not sure I'll have to ask Marcus so Marcus mm-hmm. who is the co-host on the past episodes um, he's actually B. Slade's new creative director um for his tour that's coming up so you know i mean kudos to him but i think that it's i mean for me i always say like i'm happy that i was raised to have a relationship with god before you know a religion because if it was a religion i would have been out here running the streets doing whatever but Mm -hmm. because of what i was raised up to be and the stigma that comes with being black and Mm -hmm. gay and Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be but because i had i knew and I saw that deal with shit. Like, my stepdad's a pastor. And, like, Ooh. up until now, we're, he's trying to be a politician now. So oh, now wow. he's asking me questions about the LGBT community. Before that, please. He wouldn't mm-hmm. talk to me. And so it's just like, you know, it's it's a thing where people don't want to talk about it. And, like, you walk into a thing like, oh, how are you? How's your life? How's school? Da, 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 da. But, like. It's just it's, like with a lot of stuff. It's like they're like open secrets. You we right. know in the community of molesters, rapists, murderers, right. gay people, trans people. And we don't want to talk people, about it until you have to until, until you're, you're in forced a corner, to. Yeah. And you have to talk about it. You have to until address it. Until you're forced it. to. And so that's what I really appreciate about this. Uh, first of all, Ebony Magazine has told, I don't know what they're doing over there, but in my opinion, they have totally, in the words of T.S. Madison, stepped they pussy up because <laughs> these last few, I want to say like the last four months, like the issues and some of the web content that they have put out has just been A1. It's been controversial, but good controversial. That like it's Tina been, it's been um, forcing article you to, was dope too. Yeah, it's been forcing you to uh, start conversations and have mm-hmm. conversations. What, what a disservice Ebony Magazine would be doing to us if they, you know, just refuse to address things. Like, I feel like this is really good for our community. Just to put it all out there. Right. And I love Just to whoever, start the conversation. Right. And whoever is the genius behind that damn cover for the November issue. <laughs> kudos to you. But you I slayed vote. it. You slayed it. And you all can agree to disagree. But I mean, if you, if you, whether you agree or not, you know, tweet me. Let's talk about it. But, um, I just think that, yeah, it was no, great. I, and I definitely think also, like, just again, coming from my own person, like now that I'm the oldest of five kids. And, you know, growing up, I'm the oldest, and so I was, like, the trial and error. Mm-hmm. Like so, most oldest. Like I'm most the old. oldest of three. Right. And so, like, now, like, we went on family vacation this past summer to Palm Springs, and it's crazy to see how my parents deal with um, my younger siblings compared to when I was in the house. And okay. it's so much more lenient. And, like, my sister said, bitch in front of my mom. That would have not had flown if I was 16. Like, she said a raging bitch, and my mom was like, ha, 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 this is the first lady of a church. Wow. But like, so was, that wouldn't have flown with you? No, 
are you kidding me yeah like no and so like i think that now i love the fact that my family is more open mm-hmm. to having these discussions instead of being so like and especially being the first family of a church a, a baptist church like mm-hmm. it was and like my grandmother on my dad's side as well like that's the reason why i'm born in california because my grandmother is the epitome of bougie black like, she was poor growing up. She married a rich doctor, mm-hmm. moved to Harvard for Connecticut. She's in her three-story manor in mm-hmm. Hartford, down the street from the mayor. And she will let you know that. And she will let you know that the kings were at her house one time. And she will let you know all the... Like, she's very... That's so funny, because my grandmother it was one of the most humble, kind people that I knew. But my aunts are some of the most bougie, like, Southerners. That oh. are, they are just, like, Phaedra Parks on steroids. Oh, yeah. Some no. of them. So. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. My Phaedra Nana, Parks on speed. Nana Corey, she is one of the strongest women I'll have ever met. I've ever met in my life, but she is definitely the epitome of Grin and Barrett. I've okay. seen that woman cry one time at my grandma, my grandpa's funeral. Wow. One time. That's like my dad. I've never seen my dad cry, right. except for at his mom's funeral, which was kind of polarizing for me. Like I never. And his mom died when I was twenty-two. Uh-huh. So I went 22 years of life without. And But my dad was fairly stoic and emotionless. Uh-huh. My dad I've was actually never not seen really, my dad cry. I don't think about it. I've it's a polarizing experience. You don't know what to do. Like, for me, I didn't know what to do. Right. So. Well, my stepmom says she has dry eye now. Like, diagnosed with dry eye because my dad is so cold. Oh, gosh. She's like, I was at the doctor and I have dry because I don't cry. And I was like, okay, girl. Like, So she needs restasis. I don't know. She you know, some... that's for, uh, I think that's for the, eye eye, the medicated eye drops for if you have chronic dry. Yeah, I don't know. She was <laughs> like, I have dry eye. I need eye drops because your dad is so emotionless. And, you know, that's just the way that life goes. So, I don't know. But, I mean, last topic, real briefly, um, Spirit Day happened this month. Okay. Um, so, Spirit Day is a day where it's basically geared towards anti-bullying, um, especially for the younger generation, the youth, mm-hmm. um, teenagers, high school, kind of flowing into college, early years. Um, just basically, it's like, you know, stop the bullying, da, da, da. And my opinion on it is that, you know, I've been on You're both sides. You're supposed to wear purple, right? You're supposed to wear purple, yeah. You're supposed I think to, that's the a lot of for... companies, like, change their logo on, like, social media to purple. Like, I think that's the same it. for the Trans Day of Remembrance, which is coming up this month. Oh, I feel bad being a member of the community, and I don't know the actual day. But I know it's in November. I want to say it's like November 16th, mm-hmm. the Trans Day of Remembrance. I think the color is purple for that, too, for all of my fallen sisters and brethren. Right. So, I mean, I think that... <sighs> Sorry. I mean, growing up, I've been on both sides. Like, when I was younger, like I said, I, was, I when we spoke at USC, and I told you about the dude that came up to me and put his hand around my ankle because I was so mm-hmm, skinny. Mm-hmm. And he literally said... I want to see if I can wrap my fingers around your ankle because you're so damn skinny. What do you do? So for me, I kind of put the quote unquote bullying and made a joke out of it. So I was, I wasn't, I didn't come up as hurt or bothered Mm -hmm. or reactive towards Mm -hmm. those type of situations. And so, I mean, I think that was kind of my mechanism. Also, I was a bully. Like I wasn't really a bully, but, um, I definitely have a way with words and um yeah so i'm gonna leave it at that i had to learn later on that Mm -hmm. i need to not basically vocalize um everything i'm thinking 
And because someone said like your words will hurt. I remember someone just told me this one time, like your hurts, your words hurt worse than any punch that you could ever like inflict on anybody. And I was like, am I that bad? That must mean you have a venomous tongue. I, I'm nice now, but when I was younger, I didn't give a fuck. And, you know, that's just kind of what it was. But, like, that was me being defensive and me being picked on. Not even picked on, but just, like, things being said to me mm-hmm. without necessarily viciousness. But, like, it hurt me. And so my way of dealing with it was to make a joke out of it. So with that said, I think that today in 2015... And it's the same as, I mean, not the same, it's a little more intense because there's online now, so people could be bullies and not necessarily, um, it's more, um, in your face. Yeah, it's, it's more, they can be more brutal and face less consequences because yeah. it's on the computer, they can hide behind fake, pa- listen, I deal with it all the time, okay? But mm-hmm. I don't care because, I mean, that's just, with being an adult, I honestly just don't give a shit. I've been, at this point, I've been called every name in the book. Right. And I know that comes with the territory for what I want to do with my life. So, moving on. Yeah. But, 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 but I think, for the like, kids, what if it gives a solution now, like, for kids, like, I think instead of, you know, gearing people towards anti-bullying, I think it's time to teach the kids that, you know, to not man up, but, like, Teach them how to endure people's words because it's not going to stop. It's not. It's not bullying like it goes is as old as time. It's old, and Except like, and it's it getting goes... more vicious now because, you know, last year I was working at a middle school. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say the name, but I was working at a middle school as a, <laughs> as a counselor, so to speak. And I remember that things would get, you know, these people have camera phones now. So in the locker room, taking pictures, you know, while people are going through awkward puberty phases. And right. now all of a sudden you're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, under an anonymous, like... You know, let's say we're at Eisenhower Middle School. Right. No one knows who runs the account, but there's a picture of you in the boys' locker room changing, you know, yeah, and a, a nasty mess. caption. So bullying has, is, ooh, it's, it's kind of hit the roof. Sure. Yeah. But and everybody's I, so mean online. It's okay to have an opinion, but why is everybody so damn mean? But that's what the thing. People just feel so entitled now because of, you know, social media and because they can say things about any direct repercussions yeah yeah yeah. like they could say whatever they want to say but it's just like eh. well guess what i'm still in milwaukee and in my mom's basement snacking on cheetos playing my ps4 but i just read i wrote a blog blog. right right but i just read you for points did i tell you i was on a blog one time no like being talked about oh oh my gosh so i wish so anyone who was in la it was about maybe 2000 oh no i was dating um this dude at the time it was 2000 10 mm-hmm. and it was this blog called fuck what was it called like the black la.com okay and it was some anonymous blogger and like people they would put a new post every day of someone in la and it was like all my friends like so of course one day i pop up there with my picture and what did it say about me it was like and they were trying to read you oh yeah oh wow. there it was um with pros and cons. So my pros were I was educated. I was quote unquote good looking. Um, something like that. It was something like that. But then the cons were I was stuck up. Um, I was I bougie. And the caption said bougie Baron Sadler. That was my headline. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they could have said worse. Right. I mean, I was in phase. They I had a boyfriend at the time. Worse. He's like, well, I'm going to find the person. I was like, I don't really care. And like, to be honest, like, this nothing new. But. Anyhow, um, we're going to wrap up this session of Kiss Until Radio. Is it the um, end already? It's low-key the end, boo. I feel like we're missing something. You sure? 
What are we missing? Oh no, you're right. Tell we me. are. No, we are. You want to still talk to me? Let's talk. No, bro. we are done. I mean, kudos to Spirit Day, Spirit Month, anti-bullying. Um, I see right here one of your points are what are your thoughts on bullying versus anti-bullying? Did we talk about that or no? I mean, I did. I just said that we need to focus on. Like not necessarily anti-bullying, but focus on right. It's kind of like the rape debate. It's kind of like the rape debate. Not if I'm I'm not making a brash, you know, like a comparison. But instead of telling women how not to get raped, we need to tell men not to rape type thing. Because the focus is geared towards the victim so much when it comes to rape. Okay. And how not and how to survive. So how I'm comparing this, I know some of y'all got y'all faces scrunched up. But oh, no, my face is like what? How <laughs> I'm tying this in is instead of. It's like the opposite side of the coin when it comes to bullying. Instead of, I mean, it's good to raise awareness for anti-bullying, but it, it's also good to, uh, like you said, kind of, kind of give kids like this armor of how to maintain a high self-esteem right. or develop one, and how to just kind of just shake things off. Right. But words can be very traumatizing and can stick if they you can be, let but this, them. Exactly. But the thing is, like, is the words are going to keep on coming until the day you die. Like, in the workplace, you see right. bullying. But you can't a tell a child extent. that unless you frame it in a really sugary way. You can't really tell a kid that, I don't think. But they... Um, I mean, I've, I've been told some very, um, not necessarily harsh, but direct yeah, ways same to here. live my life. Same here. And, like, same I think here. if you hit it at a young age, instead of, like, you know what... It's like, kind of like, like how they need to stop giving everybody trophies, participation trophies. Right. No, you like, lost. You lost. Sorry, boo. Like, yeah. Thank you for coming. Like, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it's self. I actually started a campaign a while ago called the Backbone Project. You know that? Mm-hmm. The Backbone Project was basically based on giving kids or like teaching kids like life skills. Giving them tools. To, yeah, tools to have a better like backbone and stand up for yourself instead of like going in the corner and crying. Or telling somebody every single... Well, you know, it's good to tell people. I take that back. I mean, you can tell that's people. My, that's my old school coming out. Don't be a tattle... You know, like that type thing. But it's good to tell I people. Mean, tell you people. need stuff documented. You do. But um, so yeah, that's my, you know, more power to everybody. And, and it, it, in reality, it starts in the home for both. Because you have to give your children, instill in them a high self-esteem and encourage right. them at home. But you also, it's your responsibility as a parent to not raise an asshole. So, it kind of goes both hands. It is your responsibility to not is, raise yeah, an it asshole. Is. But if they turn out to be an asshole, because like I've been called an asshole and I'm just like, okay. But if they turn out to be an asshole, then that means that they turned out later in life. Maybe in their late teens or their 20s. They're not going to fourth grade cafeteria being an asshole. That starts at the home, in the home. You don't agree? Mm. I mean, like, I would... Is There's a different definitions of asshole to me. Like, a, When I say asshole, I mean bullying. Oh, yeah. Bullying no, 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 no. Don't say bullying. No, you need to be nice. You need to be humble. You need to treat people the way you want to be bullying treated. Start, Absolutely. Starts Absolutely. I'm talking about bullying because that's what the fuck we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but... When, I'm not I, talking about just having When you say attitude. asshole, sorry. People have called me asshole before. I'm like, I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm just not a pushover. But, um, well, when I say asshole in the context of this conversation, yeah. I'm talking about okay, what we're talking agree, about. Bullying. 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 <laughs> a bullying asshole. That starts um, in the home. Absolutely. Do not, you can't raise a bullying asshole and also make sure that your kids are well equipped to brave this cold, hard world that we live in. Because it is cold ass. and hard. Beat that ass. Um, so anyways, yes, we are going to wrap this up. We have covered all the points today. Um, I'm actually really excited. I'm in a really good mood. I'm excited for the next couple weeks because until LA is literally in two weeks. Two Char weeks. is on the panel making her debut. She has told me her outfit. I'm not going to tell you. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> but she, It's not nothing too elaborate, y'all. It's just very fall appropriate. It's fall I'm just feeling it. 
I'm feeling it. I'm happy that that's your main concern because I'm like um, lighting and sponsors and <laughs> venues. That's all on my mind. And well, my job is just to show up. Yes, and amen. to make sure I know what I'm talking about. Amen. And my job is to write content. You handle and, all that production. Know, so write. let me know if you need your help, though. Need some help. No, actually, what I will say that people have been very like nice and genuine and like gracious with um, asking if I needed help. But I'm so like control freak. It's a problem. Like, and also the, ask people, ask the public if they have any um, topics that they want to hear. Oh, I, so always I, already do that. Su- I already suggested a topic. Yeah, to, uh, and that topic will be, you know, I was, Jay's. you know, oh, that's always the last thing I do because I want it to be very current, very fresh and current. So, like, people yeah. always ask me, what are you going to be talking about? I'm like, the event fund until two months. Like, we don't know yet. Right. So, what's happening during, you know, because like the Kiss and Tell is not like a daily thing, like the real or the view. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, uh, this is the fourth one that we're having. Sorry, third one. Fourth one's in um, New York. Um, so I want to be a very, very, very current. Um, I'm so excited for this, by the way. Yeah, I, I am too. And then this is, like I said, this, I'm very blessed. This time I'm not going to cry. I cried last time. Yeah. It was ugly. I'm going to try not to. You know, I cried at USC. You did at Models of Pride. <sighs> But, but I can help it. We're not going to cry this time. No, it's going to be good. Make sure you all visit jacebarron.com for all of the details. Mm-hmm. Make sure you RSVP. Gonna be lit. It's going to be fun. Come out and meet me. There's so many of you listening that I would just love to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be good. Yeah. Anything else from you, Shar? I don't. Oh, make sure I you guys tune I think this is the last one until the, sh- the show. Probably two weeks. Yeah. So we'll be coming back after. Right. It'll be the day after. Uh-huh. Ooh, nerve wracking. <laughs> Shit. Make sure you all tune into AfterBuzz. Of course, I'm doing the Bad Girls Club. It's the reunion tomorrow, reunion part one. So it's coming to a close. Thank God. Not thank God, you know, for the AfterBuzz, but thank God that Bad Girls Club is coming to a close because them hoes was getting on my nerves. But anyway, yes, AfterBuzzTV.com. It's going to be live streaming. And then you can also check Sharcesta.com for all of the updates. And the video will be up later that night. That's all I got. Cool. And also, like you said before a million times, I'm going to say it again, jsparron.com. Please RSVP for New York and LA shows. LA is November 8th. New York is November 20th. Also, if you are between the ages of 13 and 23, um, we will be doing a workshop for Show and Tell 2.0, the same way we did at USC in Brooklyn. Um, information is going to be on my website as well. It's going to be at the Brooklyn Community um, Pride Center for Metro Tech. Uh, in BK, come through, say hi. We're gonna be talking about bullying mm-hmm. this next week. Um, our phones are blowing up. We are, we are popular people. Um, so yeah, closing out today. Um, I will talk to you guys. So this is the last time we're gonna see before. Um, I know. Until so, all right. I'll see you on the other side. Yes. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.